Welcome to Flowing East and West, the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life. I'm Ann Roby, an HR advisor and consultant focused on building strong employee engagement and meaningful company culture. And I'm Sherry Essig, an executive and life coach, and I work with people who are done settling for less than success and happiness. And we've been talking about gratitude over the last couple of weeks as we were kicking around what we wanted to do our next episode on. And with Thanksgiving coming up in the U.S. in just a few days, we thought it would be fun to do an episode on gratitude. You know, gratitude has been part of the Thanksgiving tradition for a lot of families. I remember as a kid going around the table and everybody had to say something they were grateful for. And I used the word had to intentionally, right? And we'd all be like, oh God, (laughs) here we go again. What's been really cool since the field of positive psychology has really exploded since around the 90s, there's been a ton of research on the benefits of gratitude. And it's pretty amazing how many benefits there are and how much it touches so many different aspects of ourselves and other people. Yeah, it's super interesting. You know, I think we didn't have that practice when I was a kid um, around the Thanksgiving table. I do it now. But probably when it really first came to my attention was with Oprah back in, I don't know, 2000 something perhaps. And how, you know, writing a gratitude journal was kind of all sort of the rage. And, and I never really totally got it until, Sherry, remember you and I took that positive psychology class together a million years ago. We're not even going to say what year that was. I think it was only Um, about a half a million years, actually. (laughs) Something like that. And it really started to sink in what this gratitude thing is all about. And so to prepare for today, I I just pulled up a couple definitions about gratitude and and I'm going to share one from a couple of researchers specifically about what gratitude is and what they say, and this is from Sanson and Sanson, is it's the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself and represents a general state of thankfulness and or appreciation. And Sherry, I marry that with our friend, Mike Robbins, who was one of our early guests. Mike really differentiates between recognition and appreciation and recognition's great as well, but the way he differentiates, I think is really important. What Mike says is that recognition is really based on results or actions that somebody took. And that's great. Thanks, Sherry, you did this thing. But appreciation or gratitude is really based on who someone is and not what they do. It's not conditional and it's far more impactful. So I remember when we had Mike on as a guest, he told a story. A woman had picked up a voicemail from either her boss or someone she'd been in a meeting with. It was a leader, though. I don't remember the details. And this person had left her a voicemail that was basically, I so appreciate you. And I think she carried it around. She did. She saved it. At one point she told him she had like saved the voicemail and never erased it because it was so meaningful to her. And the person who had left the voicemail was really quite shocked that it had had that kind of. I don't even think they remembered, right? I I don't think they actually. I think that's right. This really speaks to how important gratitude and appreciation is not only for ourselves and our own health and wellness, which we're going to get into some of that, but also for other people. So Sherry, I've sort of given you a couple of my definitions that I researched, but how would you define gratitude? Well, I use a lot of the same words. I mean, I think of gratitude as 
it's both a, a, I have a micro definition and a macro definition. And the macro definition is just having an awareness and explicitly thinking about or saying out loud to yourself or writing down the things in your life that you are grateful for, the things in your life that you appreciate. My micro definition of gratitude is really taking the time on a very regular basis to really look at what do I appreciate today? What is meaningful to me today? It's sort of like paying attention on purpose, right? And so just noticing those little things. And even sometimes when you're in the depths of a shitty day or you you feel like things aren't going your way, it's really easy to notice what goes wrong. But I what I hear you saying is to really notice what's going right and be grateful for that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it. It's a it it is paying attention. And I love what you just said about even on the shittiest of days, and sometimes those are the most important days, right? Yes. <laughs> to take them. When the, when the skies seem the darkest, right? right? Absolutely. To, there is still always something to be grateful for. I have a story that I would love to share about. This wasn't really a shitty day at all, but it's a story about my cat. So I'll just do full disclosure on that. She is not been with us for six years now, but we called her the miracle cat because mm. she ultimately had like 50 lives. It was really quite incredible. And as she got further and further along in her life, she was on more and more medications. And we used to joke that the quality of Jem's life was fabulous. The only impact was on the humans. And one, <laughs> one, of those, one of those impacts was her medication was liquid and we would stir it into just a teeny little bit of wet food. She was the slowest eater on the planet right? Like my prior cat and my cat today would have scarfed that food down in five seconds. It would take her 15 <laughs> minutes and I'm not exaggerating. And I couldn't leave it because it had medication in it and I have two dogs. And so she would lick it off my finger. And she particularly liked to lick her food off your finger. Let me just pause and say what a great animal mom Sherry is, <laughs> right? but go ahead. <laughs> well, you are too, right? <laughs> but, so I would sit and she would lick the food off my finger and I would often find myself thinking, oh my God, hurry up, hurry up. I got a million things to do. I can't sit here all day while you lick this food off my finger. And oh, by the way, it was a twice a day ritual. And then we had a really major health scare. Like she had had mm -hmm. lots of issues, but we had our first major health scare where we thought, oh my gosh, she may have run out of miracles. And as it turned out, she had not run out of miracles. She had like three or four more left. But I will tell you, she became my greatest gratitude teacher because mm. after that, I would sit and she would lick that food off my finger and I would spend those 15 minutes thinking, I am so grateful that I still get to sit here while you lick that off my finger. It was just this experience of realizing that, yeah, it was time consuming, but I really was so grateful that I got to do that still. Well, it's such a great example of something that seems like a chore with one lens becomes something you're incredibly grateful with another lens, right? And we have that opportunity on a regular basis to put those different lenses on. And what a beautiful example, you know, when you got a little scared that you might be losing this beloved animal, that's when it's like, oh, no, no, I can click into my gratitude with this. Also a piece of gratitude, it is very connected to making a choice about how you're going mm. to see something. Mm. And I think you have a story about that. 
Well, it's not a specific story, but it's more of a feeling. And we've talked about the podcast before that I left my corporate job back in June, but there was a time in my life where I was living on airplanes and I was trying to physically live in Raleigh, but my job was full-time in Tucson, Arizona. So I, I mean, I was literally on planes weekly. I knew the American Airlines flight attendants by name. I could tell you where every Starbucks in the Dallas Fort Worth airport was. Like I was, I was the classic road warrior. But I remember distinctly one day getting super grumpy because the flight was delayed or I don't even remember exactly what it was. And I just remember fuming and just, you know, I just wanted to get back home to Raleigh and see my family and and my dog. And and I just remember just being incredibly grumpy about it. And then as I was sitting there somewhat stewing in my own slight misery, I overheard somebody their situation was far more dire than mine. I just wanted to get home and hang out with my family. They were trying to get back because they had a family member that had just gone to the hospital. And I don't remember all the specifics of it, but I just remember thinking, wow, what a jackass I am. Mm. I just, you know, I'm just trying to get home on a Friday to, I don't know, go to a party or whatever I was doing that weekend. But it made me really stop and pause and think about how grateful I was to be going home to a healthy family, how grateful I was that I was healthy, how grateful that I had this great job that I really liked, that while traveling all the time was difficult. It gave me a lot of reasons to be grateful. And it's a little bit of that check just in that moment of like, huh, look at that. I was, I was being frankly, a little selfish, right. And just thinking me, me, me. And here's somebody like at that point, I would have given my seat up right to that person to get them to Raleigh to, or wherever they were trying to get to. But five minutes before I was, you know, acting like a child with a tantrum because I just wanted to get out of there. I guess it's similar to your story in a way in that sometimes it's just that different lens. Right. And we just like I, you know, right now I'm wearing glasses that cut the, cut the blue light when I look at my computer versus when I put on my reading glasses or I put on my sunglasses, right? They're all different perspectives. Right. We even did an episode around perspectives and it's so related to how we can find things to be grateful moment to moment, even when, you know, it wasn't even that bad. My flight was delayed, but I was like, oh, poor me. Right. Right. <laughs> and then I overheard the story. I'm like, wow. Okay. Lots of things to be grateful for. Right. And I'm sure our listeners all have their own stories, right? Yeah. Of these moments where they're sitting with somebody in a hospital who's really ill and an amazingly kind nurse comes in and says something and they have this moment of, I am so grateful for this person that just walked into the room, or I'm so yeah. grateful that I get to be here with my friend, or, I mean, there's a million stories, right? And I wish we could collect up all these stories from our listeners, but it is so much about shifting that lens a little bit. Yep. And one of the things that I am just endlessly fascinated about as it relates to gratitude is it's not just this impact on how we feel in the moment, right? So it has a huge emotional impact and a huge psychological impact, but it has like impacts way beyond that. You actually said it before we started recording and the way you said it was so beautiful that really gratitude impacts everything. And as I was doing a little bit of research on this, I came across a couple different studies and there was one from Berkeley that really talked about the physical, the psychological, the social benefits and impacts of gratitude. And we'll put some of these links in the show notes, 
but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you see these kind of, I think you call them tentacles, really reaching out to everything that we do. I do think of them as tentacles because they reach in lots of different directions and they grab onto lots of different things. So we've talked about the emotional, psychological impact. There's a physical impact from gratitude. I mean, a not insignificant physical impact, right? I mean, interestingly, there was uh, one of the videos that I didn't have a chance to watch all the way through, but maybe again, we'll put it in the show notes, was about how sports and athletes, actually their performance goes up when their gratitude goes up. Really interesting. Like fascinating, right? Yeah. It it can keep you healthier. It boosts your immune system. It can lower your blood pressure. People who practice gratitude tend to exercise more and take better care of their health. I mean, just Mm. sleep longer. It's a pretty lengthy list on the potential physical impacts. It also has impacts, and we've touched on this a little bit, but it has social impacts as well, or the way we move through the world. People who actively practice gratitude tend to be more helpful, more generous, more compassionate, more forgiving. Mm. People feel less lonely and isolated, and the impact they have on others when they're expressing gratitude can leave somebody else feeling less lonely and isolated. I mean, it's a pretty darn long list. Yeah, it's interesting because we haven't really talked about the impact at work, but there were a couple of studies that I I found, one that Forbes really talked about, that there's a huge improvement in day-to-day morale and, and ultimately organizational success when people feel appreciated. And, you know, Mike Robbins also talked about how attrition goes down, engagement goes up, right? This is such a, it's such an interesting thing because it's kind of one of those too good to be true, right? Like you don't pay anything for it. It's something you could do on your own. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't even take a lot of effort. It just takes a little bit of focus and it has all of these far reaching impacts. It's, It's really quite powerful. Yeah. And one I don't think we have mentioned yet is there's a correlation between gratitude and joy and happiness. Yeah. And I can't believe we're only mentioning that one now, but that's a pretty big one as well. And there have been studies on that as well, on you get a joy or happiness boost when you practice gratitude and you get an even bigger boost when you express it. Yeah, it's interesting. So one of um, Brene Brown wrote a piece on this. Her assumption was that people who are joyful will be grateful. And really what she found, it's the opposite. The gratitude actually invites joy into our lives. She had a great quote from a Jesuit priest that says, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. And so that's the beginning. And then you started opening the door to not just, there's the act of being grateful and how that begets all these other amazing things. And then you were starting to talk about how expressing it is also a super important part of a gratitude practice. Yeah. And so we touched on that a teeny little bit with the example that Mike had shared with us, right? About yep. the yep. the guy sh- leaving a voicemail. And there's something about actually expressing appreciation and gratitude to someone else that mm. makes you feel good mm-hmm. and has a really lovely impact on someone else. And so yeah. I'm curious, and if you have a moment that you can remember where this has happened to you and how that made you feel. Yeah, Sherry. I mean, I think it happens in big ways and small ways. I distinctly remember one of my 
favorite mentors from IBM way back in the day when I worked there about a million years ago, Cynthia Nath. Hey, Cynthia. You know, Cynthia was really brilliant at differentiating exactly the way that we were talking about with Mike at the beginning. And that is, yes, she would notice if, you know, if, a, if one of her employees did something well, but what she was particularly good at is really noticing and appreciating me as a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't even think of a specific example, but I, I just remember the feeling. So I, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what she said, mm-hmm. but she said it enough. And she said things with such regularity that I just remember feeling like I can do anything because Cynthia believes in me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that has really, really stayed with me. But I, I definitely think it's, uh, you know, the little things day in, day out. I had um, a bunch of girlfriends here this weekend and I don't know, I got grumpy about something at some point in the weekend and each one of them came up and hugged me and told me how much they appreciated me. And it completely 100% shifted my mm-hmm. the grumpiness that I was in. And I don't remember what I was grumpy about, but it was just that small little, so appreciate you and so appreciate what we've done. It was just, it was small, but it was lovely. And it completely shifted my mindset at the moment. How about you? So I will answer in a sec, but I want to go back to one thing you just said where you were talking about your mentor and you Mm -hmm. said, I don't even remember what she said, but I remember how I felt. Yeah. And that is what's so powerful, right? We remember the feeling. And yeah, it's actually a Maya, now that you say it back to me, it's a Maya Angelou quote. She said, people won't remember what you said to them, but they'll remember, I'm probably getting this wrong, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Right. Right. Like that's just so amazing that all these years later, you still can remember how you felt. Yeah. And that's, that's just the power of expressing it. Yeah, for sure. I have a really recent one, which is, Mm. I want to say maybe it was just this past Monday. I had an email from a client who was just sending me an email to update me on some stuff. And she ended it by saying, I'm so grateful for you, Sherry. And like, I literally choked up a little bit and teared up a little bit. And it was just this ray of sunshine that I just felt was lighting up my whole space and my whole self. And, you know, it was four words in an email. That's right. And that's what you never know the impact you're going to have. So think about, you know, Mike's example of you know, the impact that the guy didn't even remember leaving the message, but the impact on, on the woman, this, this small four words in an email to you. Right. And, and the big, big impact. And so I think part of what I'm hearing is it's not only great for us as individuals to practice gratitude, but it's also just so amazing to, to be able to share that gratitude as well. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. Like, I don't remember what Cynthia said. You remember what your client said just on Monday, but it wasn't a big, huge, showy thing. Right. It was this very small, I so appreciate right. you, Sherry, which is, which has had a big impact. Right. And I think what's so important in that is it's just really good to remember that you don't have to torture yourself of figuring out how to express appreciation. Yes. Right? Like sometimes it's like, oh, I want to say something nice, but I'm not quite sure what I want to say or how I want to say it. And here's the reality. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. It's genuine and it's really coming from a a genuine place. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. So, so just one more thing on this. And then I know we want to talk about how to actually cultivate a practice, like what to do with all this information. 
there's a writer named Sean Acor. He is mm-hmm. also in the positive psychology field. And his field of study has been looking at the link between happiness and success. Mm-hmm. And going back to all these little tentacles around gratitude, he has some really good data that it's happiness that drives success, not success that drives happiness. Interesting. We'll put the name of his book in the show notes. Uh, it's quite it's quite good. It's worth reading. But if you think about it, I feel like I'm going to do an if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C equation here. But because <laughs> gratitude boosts happiness and happiness drives success, I would put out there that there's going to be a link for you between gratitude and success as well. Yeah. Again, like what else is out there? I always think about gratitude is there is no bigger bang for your buck, except gratitude is free. So there's not even a buck involved in this, right? (laughs) But if gratitude is having a positive impact on your health, on your happiness, on your social interactions, on your relationships, on your success, everywhere, like where are you going to find a bigger return on anything else? (laughs) So true. So since it's so, so important, let's talk a little bit about the how, like, how do you actually cultivate a gratitude practice? What are, what are some things that have worked for you? So for me, I started out in a very simple, straightforward way, which was every morning as part of my journaling practice, I would write down five things I was grateful for from the day before because I was doing it in the morning. Hmm. And that could be from yesterday or if there was something I was already grateful for from today. And sometimes they were more macro items, right? It might be, I'm so thankful for my nieces and nephews, or I'm so thankful for Warren, or I'm so thankful for my friend, Anne. I'm so thankful for my pets. But I would push myself to also be more specific about something that was happening in the now. So that could be, I'm thankful for this thing that happened yesterday, or I'm thankful for, for the fact that I went and walked six miles and my body carried me through six miles or right. So, Mm -hmm. but it was Mm -hmm. a very traditional, straightforward gratitude practice. Let me write it down. Over time, I started cultivating more of this awareness that you're talking about Mm. where Mm -hmm. very actively throughout the day, I would look for things I was grateful for. Um, And then I've had times like the story with Jams, my cat, where something in my life, I turned it into a gratitude practice. Mm, That's beautiful. So when you look through things throughout your day, is that just an act of noticing or are you still noting it in some way? Or is it just like pausing and noticing? It's pausing and noticing. Yeah, it's it's pausing. It's just taking that moment. And it could be, wow, I'm standing out here, the sun is shining, it's a beautiful day. I'm so grateful that this day right. is so beautiful. I'm so grateful it's not 95 and humid. Right. So <laughs> sometimes or, or like the massive amount of rain we had in the in the Bay Area this past week. I'm so grateful it's not dumping nine inches in 48 hours. Right. Like, right. Right. I will and say I'm grateful it rains since it hadn't rained in forever here. Right. I will say I did try to engage Warren in a couple's gratitude practice at How one did point. That- go. Ah, let's see. I think it was a really good example of gratitude has to come from within you. It really can't be you're doing it because somebody else asked you to do it because he's a super good sport. And so he was a good sport about it, but it took a couple of weeks before I'm like, all right, like let's, let's, we we shouldn't be doing this because this really isn't your jam doing it this way. Well, you know, it's, it's sort of interesting because yes, like trying to force somebody else into it, 
is, is probably not going to work. But I do think there is something about faking it till you make it at times when you just, things are so dire, you're not sure it's ever going to get better. And so different than asking your husband to participate with you. <laughs> but for yourself, I do think the practice of somewhat forcing yourself into it when things seem really dark or not great for you to just find one small thing. And I loved your example. I'm grateful that the sun is shining today. One small thing. I'm grateful I can take a deep breath. One small thing. I'm grateful I woke up this morning, right? right? One small, small thing. You know, I think back to our discussion with Allie and how difficult on the, on the, from the outside looking in and indeed in her own life, she would say it as well. And yet how much gratitude that she has for ever, all the gifts that she's received throughout her life, even in the midst of living a pretty difficult life as a quadriplegic, you know, it kind of goes back to the airport story, right? Somebody somewhere has a little tougher than you and just taking that moment you know, so different from, from Warren, but even when I myself just think, man, things are just not great. And finding one small thing is a step towards really changing your life in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but in a lot of ways it is. Well, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think what you're really talking about when you talk about fake it till you make it is like really force yourself to find something and decide in that moment, all right, fine, I'll be grateful for this, right? It's that fake it till you make it energy, right? Like it's not coming to me naturally. And I would say it doesn't just have to be when things are really dark. I know people who have said, I really wanted to start a gratitude practice, but it just felt like everything I was coming up with was trite. And I wasn't coming up with like deep. Trite's okay. Right. And (laughs) in that scenario, I'd say the same thing applies. That's okay. Right. If trite is how you start, then you're not faking it. But in a way you are, I don't even want to say going through the motions, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You're cultivating the practice of pausing to think about what you are grateful for. I mean, but not only that, but I almost think that calling something, like you could say it's trite to be grateful that it's a sunny day, but I actually think that's just, that's just pure living in the moment. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes we can get caught up in, I gotta be deep. Right. I have to like, I really have to be super deep. And no, there's also something magical about appreciating the simple things. Yeah. You know, and for sure. And the positive psychology class that you and I took, the instructor, Tal Ben Shahar, had this great line, which was when you appreciate what's good in your life, the good in your life appreciates. Which is amazing. Right? Just, we keep mm. calling it a practice. And I do think it's a practice because it, it is, I mean, just to go back to Tall's quote that you just gave us, right? The way it appreciates is both in, I notice more, mm-hmm. there are more things to appreciate. And because my attention is going there, then more good things are happening as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it is one of those things where you never stop practicing, right? It's not a practice to get somewhere. That's right. I have now achieved my gratitude maximum, right? right? No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Yeah. 
So I love that you started with writing things down and then you kind of morphed to just noticing things on a daily basis. I think I'm sort of similar. One of my favorite tools that I ever did, and I, I stopped, I should start it again, is I had people over for New Year's Eve one year and I gave everybody kind of a big mason jar. And the idea was to write one or two or three, however many things that you're grateful for and just stick it in the mason jar. And then the next year on New Year's to go back and read them. And so if you had done it every day, you might have 365 things, or you might have more than that if you had dropped more in. And so maybe you don't want to read them all, but we didn't read all 365 to each other next year. But I do have to say it was, it was kind of funny. It was like opening a presence sort of, right? Like I would go back and, and I didn't date them. I just wrote, you know, I'm grateful for whatever. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for whatever. But when I read them again, it, it had a multiplier effect, right? So it was great when I wrote it down, but then when I read them again, it just sort of made me look back on that year and just think, wow, that was actually a pretty good year. And I don't even remember what happened that the rest of what happened that year might've not been so great. But when we had that practice of both noting on a daily basis and then going back and reading it, it had a very, very positive effect. Is yeah. what I'd say. Well, it sounds like it amplified it a bit. Yeah, right? exactly. And that, that is, I love that. I think what we're saying is it doesn't matter if, if you write it down or you notice in the moment, it doesn't really matter. It is this just act of noticing when something is going well, right. and it could be super, super simple. Right. And I gave the example of it not being a thing for Warren and I to do together, but for many people, whether it's family units or groups of friends, having a regular going around and sharing with each other. You gave the example yeah. of writing it down and reading it later, but that is another type of gratitude practice that you do, yeah. you know, you do as a family around the dinner table or you do with some friends, you know, once a month. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is you could Google gratitude practices and find an infinite number of suggestions. And yep. the one that works best is the one that will be sustainable for you yep. and the one that will over time really start to feed your soul. Yeah. And so I think, I think what I hear you saying is make it part of just the way that you operate on a daily basis. And so if you are in front of your computer all day, every day, Maybe your gratitude journal or your gratitude notifications are, are somehow on your computer. I was given a old fashioned, like hard copy weekly calendar this year. And that's been my kind of gratitude journal. Like every night I write on the day, three things that I'm grateful for from that day, because I don't really carry around a, that kind of calendar anymore. And so I just sort of thought to myself, what can I do with it? But it just lives next to my bed. And it's like the last thing I do before I go to sleep is to just note a few things I'm grateful for. Oh, I love that. So just working it into your daily living is the, you know, is the best way to do it. And one other one just popped in my head. There's a, there's a little hike I like to do here in Napa and on somebody's kind of fence post, you can tell Napa's, you know, sort of straddles between city and country living a little bit, but on somebody's fence post, there's just a little tiny whiteboard and people write on it something they're grateful for. And so when I, you know, I probably walk that trail a few days a week and every day, it's, every time I'm there, it's something different. And so it's been inspirational to me as well to see what other people's gratitudes are for yeah, that day. Yeah. So I'll just throw one more in and then we will start to wrap things up is we usually have a New Year's Eve dinner party, which obviously mm -hmm. we did not have last year. And so we set up a very short Zoom and 
we all went around our little boxes and shared one thing we were grateful for that would not have happened had we not been living through this pandemic. Hmm. And, you know, talk about something that has been ranging from absolutely horrific for so many people to inconvenient for people who have been lucky enough to not have to put themselves in difficult, dangerous situations and haven't and haven't been infected themselves or, you know, mm-hmm. had people around them be super sick. And it was so sweet. Right. I mean, it was just so sweet to hear from everybody something they were grateful for that had come out of really crappy circumstances. Well, this comes full circle back to where we started in regards to not only noticing and writing things down for ourselves, but sharing with others and either sharing with others, your gratitude for them, like my girlfriends did for me this weekend, or just, you were just witness to other people's gratitude for things. It really, really, to use your word, amplifies quite a bit. And the other link we'll put into the show notes is from Soul Pancake, which is a great book. If people haven't heard of it, Um, this happens to be one of their videos and it talks about quantifying your own levels of happiness, not only from noticing what things you're grateful for, but then also sharing it with somebody else. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Well, on the topic of sharing what you're grateful for, what is one thing you're grateful for today, Anne? So I have to tell a funny story before I share. And and Sherry is a better preparer than I am. And and she said before we started, we we, were, we knew we would end this way. And she said, should we think about what that's going to be right now? And I said, no, let's see what happens in the moment. So literally right now, I am so grateful. I'm hoping y'all can't hear it, but maybe you can. My dog is literally right next to me snoring. And <laughs> And while it seems funny, I'm so grateful that she has been my constant companion through this whole crazy pandemic and has been here at my side. And literally in this moment, I am grateful and it makes me a teeny bit giggly to hear her snoring away sitting right next to me. How about you, Sherry? I love that. (laughs) Well, I won't do an animal grateful moment since I started (laughs) one. I have many animal grateful moments, but I think in this moment, I am really grateful for the fact that... Warren is going to get up tomorrow morning at 3.45 a.m. to drive me to the airport for an (laughs) ungodly early flight. (laughs) And so I am so, so grateful that I don't have to make any arrangements for that and that he is going to do that for me. That's amazing. And what what a trooper. And so we encourage all of you, our listeners, to think about even pause right this moment. What's one thing you're grateful for right this moment? And just think about that for a moment. And that's going to wrap up our episode for today. We really hope you enjoyed it and would love it if you would share our podcast with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes, or post it to your own social media. If you're listening in the U.S., we want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And wherever you are, we want you to know how grateful we are for you. Please join us next time for Flowing East and West the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life.